Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talk Artie to Me, the podcast where we get down and dirty with the most creative minds in the art world. I am your host, Yuli Smith, and I have two really cool guests for you all today. Samuel and Mallory, the duo behind Top Stitch Productions, a soft good production house and needle trade incubator specializing in community education, workforce development, economic enrichment, and Sacramento-based manufacturing. Welcome both to the podcast. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much. We're honored. Uh, We are honored. I am so appreciative that you said yes. Um, I want to introduce our listeners to you, Samuel, first. Uh, With more than 10 years of experience, Samuel Rose is a master of the needle trade and well-respected staple of the Sacramento fashion industry. As a successful entrepreneur, he has launched and run three fashion companies, King's Tribe, Bespoke by Samuel Rose, and BSR Brand. Passing the knowledge of fashion design and entrepreneurship on the next generation is one of his great passions. He is a mentor to many and has partnered with internship programs at the Met High School and Sac State. Most recently, he has co-founded Top Stitch Production, which we will get into a little bit later in the podcast. But Samuel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. My second guest is Mallory Maupin. Yep. Mallory is the co-founder and COO of Top Stitch Production. She is an award-winning marketer specializing in education and workforce development campaigns. With nearly a decade of agency and freelance experience, she brings a passion for connecting with and engaging young people in their next steps. Mallory graduated top of her class with a BFA in fashion marketing from the Academy of Art University in San Francisco. Mallory, thanks for being on the podcast. Of course. So Samuel, I want to start with um, asking you a little bit more about your background and getting to know you both really before we talk about Top Stitch. And I'm actually not sure if I ever shared this about myself with you, but like if you would have asked me in high school, like if money wasn't an issue, like what would you want to be? It on it, I honestly would have said fashion designer because I was obsessed with Project Runway. And like like the September Vogue was my Bible. Uh, I would cut out different fashions that I liked and I like made collages to like make other outfits from that. And I it's interesting that I'm a painter now, um, but that's always something that's been really dear in my heart, like something I really love and probably what when I first met you, why I was so excited to get to know you more. And I really like admire what you do. Um, did you know that? I didn't know that, but it really doesn't surprise me because you're an artist and even people who aren't artists, they still, even if they don't know it, they appreciate fashion Yes. to, to the 10th degree, right? So like you can be anyone and you understand subconsciously or consciously that the things you wear like tells the world who you are right like anyone anyone knows that so it doesn't surprise me that you were interested in that and now you're a great painter because fashion is just it sometimes it can be that little gateway or the yeah the gateway drug well like it's like wearable art you know like what's better than that like I I love it so I'm curious like how did you 
how did you get into fashion? Like, what led you down this path? Was little baby Samuel being like, no, mother, I'm picking out my outfit today. Like, where where did this begin? Hmm. I really don't know. I've told so many different stories about that, <laughs> right? But but it's just what I'm thinking about at the moment. Yeah. But definitely, like as a young as a young strapping young male, I was definitely <laughs> into like trying to stand out in some form or fashion through cool. my clothes. Um, yeah. So that would be like layering or I come from the grunge era so but I'm also I was into hip-hop I was a skater I played sports um, I was kind of preppy so all that kind of made my style what it is today and and I'm I try to stay true to it but that's another story I would say I was into tinkering so I would take apart my mom's like old coffee grinder and I would figure out how it worked mm, and interesting. I, I electrocuted myself a couple times I would try to do little <laughs> things that that now I look back and I'm like, yeah, like I was always trying to like figure out a way to make something out of something. So that hmm. like that goes back, but also style. Like I always wanted to stand out a little bit. I never wanted to to like to turn heads, but I always wanted to for people to to notice my uniqueness cool. without without being like like a loud person or whatever, right? Um yeah. And then in high school, I had to do a senior project. I graduated in 2004. So in in an era of of my graduating years, there was a a couple years where all Californian students had to do to graduate an exit exam and a a project of some sort. Hmm. For my project, I, I chose screen printing. And even... When I chose, I didn't know what that meant. So I took an internship with a, a local screen printer. He, they taught me everything that I needed to know to go through the whole process. And then I figured out, well, I would talk about the process. That would be my senior project. Let's talk about the process of screen printing. Cool. Okay. And then um, graduated high school, um, moved out. And when I moved out, I took I had like two jobs at the time and I was just trying to get by working as bussers at the Holiday Inn and River City Brewery in downtown. Hmm. And then I would, um, in between jobs, I would go and sleep in the Macy's furniture. So this is before the new (laughs) mall, right? This was the K Street Mall. And um, so there was a furniture section in Macy's. I found, they told me, they said, hey, we can't kick you off for an hour. So you have an hour to chill. So I would take little naps and then I'd go to my next (laughs) job, right? And then I would come home. My my toes would be numb, you know, like I, I, I understood from, from the age of 18 that mm-hmm. I didn't want to work for someone else mm. that if my toes were going to go numb mm-hmm. I was going to make them go numb for myself that's right so mm-hmm. I went to my best friend he's gone now but um mm-hmm. I went to my my best friend he raised and I just said hey do you want to be a boss with me and he said well I don't know how to do that and I said well the only skill I know is screen printing so right. I was like let's start a brand so we started a brand King Stripe Clothing Back in like 2004 or five, probably probably safer to say 2005, mm-hmm. and um, and then from there we went to like Second Saturdays, and again, I mean, I'm talking nice. 2005. It's yeah. 2023. I don't even know the math on that. 18 <laughs> years, years ago, years. yeah, yeah. 20, 18 oh, years ago. Right? <laughs> so this was 18 years ago. So so Second Saturday was different then. It wow, wasn't yeah. uh, all party. It was it was people at that point still cared about the art. Yeah. Um, so people would come out, we'd get a little support, we'd sell one shirt and we'd be like ecstatic about it, you know, <laughs> but we'd also give away 10 shirts. So, and we were cool about that too, because yeah. at that time it was like, oh, if people are, are taking our stuff, then it must be all right. 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 So, um, 
we did that for probably two, three years. And then eventually we went to a building in the Thomas that was supposed to be like, I, well, I thought it was a, um, a wholesale t-shirt company mm-hmm. that was gonna, we were going to get like free blanks. I don't know the way that he said it, it was weird. So we were going to go get a bunch of free, like fruit of loom blanks, okay, but then yeah. it ended up being a school. And then we sat down for an interview at this time. I was, I was high as hell. We had just smoked. <laughs> they lured us in with some munch, munching crunchums or whatever, the little caramel popcorn. And we sat there and I ate the whole box oh as this gosh, lady is like so interviewing funny. us in parentheses, right? She's interviewing us. And then later on, we get an email that says, you've been accepted to this art school. So wow. we're like a young, young, you know, vulnerable. We're like, oh, heck yeah, let's do it. And there's like, you know, there's good and bad to that whole experience. The bad is that I, I owe hella money in financial aid. But the good is that I learned how to cut and sew. So once I learned how to cut mm. and sew, it was on. Like I yeah. knew that I wasn't going to have a degree in fashion design and do anything else. Like right. I knew. And yeah. then I in school, we went to New York for like a field trip. And that oh, like fun. solidified it. Oh, that was yeah. like, you, now you don't have an option. Like, you mm-hmm. know what you want to do and you're going to you're going to focus. So that, that for in the, like, that's, I would say that's the beginning. That would, that's how I got into it. That's yeah. how I was like, Oh, this is for me. Predatory and then, and, school. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and come <laughs> to find out for them though. No, <laughs> in a way for sure. Cause I can't, I can't blame that woman who got us to sign up. Yeah. She was doing her job. Yeah. It turns out like we became pretty good friends. So cool. I, I'm never like, Oh, you like, like attacked us and like, yeah. forced us to do something like yeah maybe the whole process was a little over our heads and we didn't know what we were really signing up for but yeah but we definitely i got so much out of it that's like, so cool but i, I but that. i forced them to to give me everything even things that they didn't uh, provide like they they created workshops just because i wanted to learn how to do certain things that weren't being taught in school or, or in like a particular class the security guard had to kick me out like five times a week <laughs> because it was midnight and they had to go home and I, they couldn't go home if i was sewing in the sewing lab right yeah so i took i took everything i could everything so that that's the beginning of my journey for sure where does the hustle come from man i was just talking to another friend about that and i don't I, know. I have it too yeah uh, and people ask me and i ca- i have a feeling i know but like you don't know I, I feel like it's, I, I mean, obviously, like Mallory knows, like, I'd like to work. I don't like yeah. to sit still for too long. Right. But it's so easy to do what I do because there's so much passion behind yeah, it. Yeah, you know? there like, it is. Like, mm-hmm. I work every day except Mondays, but I still work at home. <laughs> but I work every day and I don't ever feel like I really work because yeah. it's not a job. It's it's a passion it's just yeah like it's a hobby i get paid for i guess but for sure but it's not that's a simplified like i get you know, it yeah and i think that our listeners they're all artists creatives i think they'll get that like yeah. i yeah makes yeah. sense to me like yeah if you yeah. love it it's not work right well you just quit your day job and now you're full-time well, painting it's been a year now yeah so just wild Thank you, you. you can't do that if you don't have an inner hustle yeah and i was out just like an hour ago out in the 99 degree heat painting and if i didn't you know like it's exhausting and tiring mm-hmm. but like nothing else i'd rather be doing yeah. <laughs> if you didn't love it you wouldn't be out there right like, right exactly 
Um, cool. Well, I really enjoyed learning a little bit more about that. Um, I kind of want to know, like, what were you guys screen printing on the King's Tribes? Like, what were you guys doing on those? So it was the whole process was like, I, I took what I learned from the the, the shop, um, and then we did everything at after that point. We did everything in our own backyard or in our garage, wherever we but could like, at the like moment. What was the subject? Yeah, design? so so the we designs. were we were really into like uh, native. So the the brand by itself was the concept of we're all a tribe, but we're all kings within the tribe. So Ooh. queens, kings, okay. we're royalty. Yeah. So it's not a tribe of any basic people. Basically, we're all like like above. So we're like a, a like I guess like a dream team or like yeah. the concept of being like a team of the best people or the tr a tribe of the like just like like we're, we we have a royalty about us. Yeah. So we took a lot of like aesthetics from uh native uh from like European um royalty. Um we did like a lot of uh we were in the street stuff, so we a lot of like graffiti, hip hop. Um we did some some like more happy stuff. I think we did like a we did like a moon. We did like a lot of stuff, and then we and then and we started elevating too. I love the moon. So we stopped because at that point I was doing, for the most part, we were making the the designs, and right. we were not artists like that. Yeah. So then eventually I started getting with like friends, collaborating with them. Um, yeah. It's pretty and, full yeah. circle. We have um, all of his original screen prints in the bathroom at Top Stitch, and so. I think his very oh, first screen print that he ever yeah. did. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in there. All those, <laughs> those wooden frames. All those, yeah. We just wanted to make it fun and artistic and had him lay around the house. And we were like, these are cool. These are the origin yeah. story. Like, yeah. let's bring this back. So. Oh, I, thanks for, thank you yeah. for sharing that. Because I went in the bathroom and I saw, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> A bunch of like squares, yeah, with like green, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love that so much. That's so cool. Okay, well, now I want to know, like, right now, like, current day, what what influences you? What you were you talking about? All that you were talking about, skate culture, all that. But like, what's what's today? What what are you being inspired by in your designs? Um, I think for the probably last like three or four years I've been like inspired by like classic vintage um workwear like workwear mm -hmm. but from like uh uh like my next collection I want to be focused on like maybe mechanic like in fact I'm going to ask the mechanic next door if I can do like a fashion show in his shop that oh, would be cool. crazy yeah but yeah I think I, I've been really feeling like um I, I I'm blue collar as hell so definitely I'm inspired by blue collar. Cool. Like I look back and I love, I love like, you know, Baroque, Rococo, mm -hmm. um, even like 60s, 70s. But like there's something about those eras, but uh, from a working man's point of view, yeah. you know, so like buttons that don't match or like um, clothes that were not photographed in like history books because right. it was the, the poor people. So like stuff that you would find like one of my friends he's a vintage collector but like a like a 1800s to like 1920s kind of vintage and hmm. um so looking at some of his stuff um yeah cool i would say like definitely blue collar i i, I love blue collar because 
they spent so much money on that stuff. Yeah. And it had to last. Right. So that's like, I want my stuff to, it's the same. Like in Sacramento, yeah. my, my clothes are expensive, but they're, I like, I want them to last. So. Yeah. 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 And for the listeners, um, I had the absolute pleasure of having a coverall jumpsuit made. Is that bespoke or is that custom? That's bespoke. Okay, you yeah. explained to me the difference, but I probably... No, there's not a whole lot of difference. It just, it's a more like British term. It's like an old English it term. It sounds cooler. Yeah, much cooler. <laughs> well, I had a bespoke jumpsuit coverall and I still owe Samuel some photos of it. But yes, you do. Y'all will get to see it in the post uh, that goes along with this episode when the episode oh, comes nice. out. Um, but it was super rad to to be able to be like, I want a coverall jumpsuit. <laughs> what do we do? And, and we came up with some really like cool ideas of like it's canvas mm-hmm. um, and I paint in them, obviously. So like they get covered in paint, which canvas does. And there was all these fun, colorful zippers. And that was, I think, your idea for the zippers. But that was such a cool process to be a part of on my end right like how was that like how how do you like making things for other people versus like you're just designing those clothes you want to make yeah uh, obviously there's levels right mm-hmm. like like someone like you an artist like that's a lot of fun right like we told your story in a garment you know oh, like cool. like yeah, it, yeah. you know like maybe someone doesn't catch it right away but like yeah it's canvas you paint on canvas every day mm-hmm. and now you're wearing canvas with all your colored zippers like the pinks and the greens and stuff yeah so like i feel like we really like i i it, that's really fun because i get the opportunity to tell your story right so that's cool. a lot of fun yeah now designing collections there's no one can tell me anything um there's no pressure in the sense of like, no, like this is Yuli's body. She <laughs> paints in it. She squats in it. She like <laughs> does all this stuff. It has to fit perfect. Yeah. That's a lot. Like, yeah. you know, like that. Well, I remember when I fit, when I went for the fitting, um, I was like, oh, oh I need to be able to like extend yep, my arm yep. all the way. Yep. Um, and you fix, you put little gussets in little there. Armpit gussets. Yeah, definitely. So that's scary. Yeah. That's really yeah. scary. Right. Because some people, I some of my like bespoke clients, I understand that they're they just want to look good. But some people like you, you have to yeah, be able function. to function in it. Mm-hmm. So so that's scary. But collections it's like I, there's no there's no stopping anything I want to do. And I can be I can interpret my inspiration as close or as like far off where you're like, oh, I he explained how that made sense, but it doesn't make sense. And right. I'm like. But sometimes I'm like, oh, this is a this is a fisherman's bag. And they're like, yeah, I can see that. Right. So so they're both. I enjoy both of them. Do you ever get swayed by like, is this going to sell? Like, would someone buy this? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think like it limits you? Um, I feel like one of my strengths as a fashion designer has always been that I create fairly marketable pieces yeah like i definitely don't i don't mess with avant-garde you know i don't um i mean i do i love i love avant-garde couture all that stuff and i understand my market is in sacramento Mm -hmm. so where there's a very small population that if if they can't afford it they will like it right Right. because there's this isn't new york this isn't 
LA. San mm-hmm. Francisco is different because they have money, but they don't really care as much mm-hmm. about, or the people that have money. Never mind. Let's get off that. <laughs> they're, but, they're into athleisure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of people who don't who haven't like um like uh like honed in on their own style. Yeah. Right. So so, but New York is like you can walk down the street in anything, and it the crazier it is, mm-hmm. probably the more you'll get respect. Yeah. So so. It's 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 interesting. Um, like I want to go to. I've never been to New York, but I want to go just so I can put some wild outfits together. Yeah, yeah. and just strut down the street. Like that's really the main reason I want to go. Because I can't. Uh, well, I, I guess I could do it here, but like I'll come it. with you. But I'll just I'll just be your photographer. <laughs> I got you. I'll be out there with you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just wild, Who right? Cares? Like fun. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. All right. What what do I have for you here? What's the craziest or most unexpected place you found inspiration for either a piece or collection? Dang. I saw that question and I was like, damn, I started thinking about that and then I didn't think about it. So now <laughs> I'm sitting I here. I gave you this question. <laughs> I know, before. This is not a surprise. Um now it's like it it would it could it could probably be like um I mean honestly I try to find it everywhere yeah. except for places that people find it. So, like, one thing I, I'm a little bit of a pet peeve is unless you want me to make you a piece, don't send me a piece, right? On Instagram, like, stop <laughs> sending see. me, stop sending me cool <laughs> shit, you know? Like, yeah. yeah, that's cool, but damn it, now it's in my brain and I, I don't want to have current things in my brain. If I'm, right. if I want something oh, in my brain, I want it from the, from the, way back I like i knew that i do that to him all the time yeah and <laughs> like, like psa right now yeah yeah, yeah. to <laughs> everyone out there that's following and vice versa no um but then there are people who are like how much for something like this and that's different because a lot of times yes. you're like make me this i'm like oh okay that's oh, like okay. let's do it yeah, yeah. but that, sometimes that, if you get to like oh yeah i get to like use that as inspiration cool but if yeah. they're just sending it to you just to send it they're like look at how fire this is i'm like yeah that's really fire <laughs> you're like, like wish yeah. i would have thought yeah of it. <laughs> yeah exactly right but um but so yeah like uh like i read a lot of books and i know that those aren't visual but still you you can like just get little ideas because that's i don't cool. necessarily get in i do i am inspired by aesthetics mm-hmm. but i feel like i'm more inspired by concepts cool and yeah. and and like um and like movements so like yeah. a collection i did a long time ago was like um which i never even put out. oh no I, I put out one called the rails and that was inspired by like the people who built the rail yards cool um or the, the railroad the rail yards all that mm-hmm. stuff and then after that which i never put out it was going to be called like the weary travel uh, some something about traveling and that was inspired by the concept of air like air flight or air travel because the railroad opened up America, it made it a little smaller, right? But only for like the well-to-do. But when they started making like air airplanes like accessible, like that opened up the the world to like the middle class. Yeah. So like the concept of like them taking them wanting to travel and look like the upper class, so mm-hmm. they would take down their curtains and make like a shirt out of it, or like take this and like do yeah. something. So they mm-hmm. they didn't look good. But they felt good, right? Like <laughs> that's all so. Like about. so, that one was a lot right. of random ass stuff. But then I was, I, I also like built like a hat with wings in it, and um, 
And now I think I want my next collection to be like something about mechanics. But again, cool. that's just a that's a dream because yeah. I'm extremely busy elsewhere right now. So, yeah. but but again, it's a passion. So it's like a couple extra hours a day is not that hard. I mean, so. I've seen you make a handful of really cool coveralls. So like, exactly when you find the time, I think <laughs> that collection needs to come. A collection of just overalls and coveralls come, yes. and like yeah. stuff like that. That'd be pretty cool. <sighs> Some overalls. Okay. Yep. I love that. Yep, yep. Okay. My last question. So that, that was, honestly, that was an extremely difficult question. Good. That's what hard-hitting <laughs> questions you were talking you are asked, to me. You are the hard-hitting <laughs> questions for sure. The next one's easy, I think. Um, what advice for an aspiring fashion designer, maybe someone just starting out or someone like me who really wants to get over to Top Stitch and, like, just make some stuff? Like, what would... What's your advice? Well, as a as a designer, mm-hmm. which is someone who, you know, you don't even have to sew to be a fashion designer, right? You just sketch and you have other people sew oh, and, and do all that side, right? Okay, so as a designer, yeah. Yeah. I would say don't look at what's happening right now. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of the young designers that come to me, they yeah. all think their stuff is original, but then I'm like... I'll find 10, 10 of those exact same things on Instagram, which is where you're right. selling, right? Yeah. So a lot of a lot of young designers think that what they're doing is unique be, because they are on their phone all day and they're seeing it and then they're hmm. putting it in their mind and then they're like, but this is different. And I'm like, no, dude, it's not. Like, so trends. I would say stay away from trends. Okay. Make your yeah. own thing. Cool. Like, because trends only last for what two, three years, and then you have to stay on the trend, or else you're not, you're just, you're behind the times. Right. So then to be in this whole rat race of like trends, what's the next trend? Yeah. No, and not and seeing what's the next trend, that's different. But but just doing something because it's trendy, mm-hmm. like like I don't want to say things to make people feel bad, <laughs> but it's like. <laughs> Like this, like, oh, yeah. like everyone is doing Say that it. right now, no. right? Like, it's, <laughs> I know. I'm so, so what are we supposed dun, to dun, be dun, avoiding dun, right so, now? <laughs> so, so, on the designs aspect, I would say don't follow trends, like, yeah. find your own style. And cool. a lot, and then a lot of people think this style is trendy. Style is not trendy. Mm-hmm. Like, we all have our style in here. Yeah. That it's like we're at the age where we found our style. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, like, like, we don't have to wear. Again, I'm not going to talk shit, right? But we don't have to be like that. We have our style. Yeah. And that's enough. Like, yeah. find your style. I think that's important. And then on the on the other end of it, where as a sewer, like, learn how to fuck up. Like, mess up as much as you can because that's where you learn. Mm. You don't learn mm-hmm. in success, right? Yeah. So, like, a lot of the people that come in for our workshops and stuff, one of the first things I say is today is not about perfection. Today is about learning and and finishing like let's just right. finish this tote bag real quick yeah like yeah, and yeah. then and then we can talk about how to make it better yeah but like right now let's get the basics let's mess up and then let's move forward right so uh, fearing me- like mistakes and mess ups is like is very detrimental to your your progression yeah for sure I, that rings true in right. painting too right yeah. and then how often do you mess up like as a sewer i have what's called a seam ripper as a painter, what you have is called paint. You just yeah. paint over just the paint. Paint, paint like, right over it. So, yeah. That. Yeah. 
Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mallory. Hello. I'm super curious. What drew you to fashion marketing that you went to school for that? Were you a little baby Mallory trying to sell clothes on the block? Like what, <laughs> what brought you to it? My lemonade stand. Very entrepreneurial <laughs> from the jump. Um, no, honestly, candidly, fashion's always been kind of a topic of conversation in my house. It was something I was exposed to really early on. My grandma was a model in Paris and my Ooh. mom was really integrated into fashion and always had really artistic friends. And we'd go to like art shows. It's like little Mallory was at art shows. Oh, I love um, that for little Mal. I know it was, <laughs> I feel very privileged to have had that exposure. Um, but all that to say is, so I was exposed to fashion and just kind of creativity and creatives at a really early age. So I always kind of skewed in that direction. Um, and then I was just candidly having a conversation with a friend. I was like in community college trying to figure out what my next step was. And someone had mentioned fashion like as a program in college. And I don't know why I had never thought of it. Mm -hmm. And so I started just doing research and looking at schools that I liked that were far enough away from my parents, but you know, close <laughs> enough where I could right. come home every once in a, in a while. Um, and so I found the um, fashion program at, the, at AAU in San Francisco. And I was like, this is perfect. San Francisco's dope. Like, it's going to be dope. And so I signed up for their fashion merchandising program. Um, I always thought fashion design was so interesting. I think I found it a little intimidating. So I, I always skewed more towards, like, the, the business end. Right. It's just naturally how my brain works. Um, and so I started as a fashion merchandising major, going in thinking I wanted to be like a buyer for Bloomingdale's or something. Um, and I took a, a bunch of classes and it was fascinating. You get to learn the ins and outs about like quantities and how many units to buy and at what price. And so it really set me up well for top stick. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, but the further I got into it, I took my first fashion marketing class and it just blew my mind wide open. Like... I had never considered marketing, but I fell in love with it. My cool. professor was so incredibly passionate. Um, it was fascinating to me to understand what makes people tick and what motivates them and what changes behavior and mm -hmm. all of those things. And in the context of fashion, so I was like, oh, my gosh, this is my jam. Like, this is what I'm here to do. So I switched my major and cool. I became a fashion marketing major and... Yeah, I just like fully invested myself in school and would like Sam would be, you know, in like the labs and yeah. in the library and stuff. You <laughs> like, found really your weird. passion, yeah. it seems. Yeah, definitely. Very, I love that. I love those kind of fields or jobs that you don't yeah, you think like fashion designer, fashion model, and then there's all the background kind of things that go into that. And like how yeah, how do you like there's no like 12 year old being like, I want to be a fashion marketer. Maybe there are. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, <laughs> but like, I always love when people find those little like niche, yeah. like areas of, of a really like cool industry, which I think fashion is. The fashion industry is huge. It is. There's so yeah. many fashion. titles within the fashion industry. Yeah, I can like, imagine. At this point, you're a fashion blogger, right? Like, right. There's, there's, yeah. There's so much. A vlogger, there's like, yeah, a lot of categories, a lot of yeah. rabbit holes you can find yourself in, but it's cool. It's like anything, really. Like, yeah. there's just like a massive amount that's going on under the surface, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, 
Your bio had mentioned that you have an interest in marketing for education and workforce development. Like, what inspired that? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of a jump. Um, well, it's so funny. So Sam and I had met when I was in school in San Francisco, and so we did long distance for a while. And after I graduated college, um, I moved here. And so Sacramento is not very famous for their fashion scene. <laughs> oh, really? Um, which is what, you know, we're here to, to change. Um, but, yeah, so... I moved here without a job. I, uh, you know, had a little bit in my savings account. Like it was like, okay, I got to get to work. Um, And so I ended up working for a marketing agency. So there's a lot of marketing jobs, I think, in Sacramento. So sadly, I had to kind of put the fashion component on the back burner. And so I was fortunate enough to um, find an agency and work there for a long time and gain a lot of experience. And in that time, um, I took on a lot of education clients, like Um, you know, higher ed and community college and workforce development clients. And Mm. I found it really important because a lot of the stories I heard when talking to students was, was very much like mine where it was like, you're in school, but you don't necessarily know. There's a lot of pressure to make a decision and move in a certain path. Um, And so I, I found it really important to help kids kind of figure out like, well, what is your next step? What are you passionate about? And, is it college at all? Is it trade school? Is mm-hmm. it, you know, you can get your A and do this and go become your own entrepreneur. Like there's so many paths. And so I think that's a really important conversation that no one really had with me early on. And so I wanted yeah. to um, help just kind of open up that world to younger people and show them that there's a lot of options. That's really cool. That's great. Like I'm one of those people that I probably really would have benefited from a like even one conversation like that. <laughs> You know, like I, I went down a whole path and it took me a very long time and a lot of uh, student loans to figure out that it was the wrong path for me. And if someone maybe intervened or just like encouraged some reflection, I probably would have figured it out a while back that I was not, <laughs> meant not alone for that. that. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, there's I love a good like pivot story. So like, yeah, like, but helping the kids when they're young totally yeah why not if you can so i read on your website um that your body of work aims to push boundaries while utilizing visual storytelling through impactful marketing messages and fashion editorials to share stories both past present that are worth Mm -hmm. telling I really love the idea of incorporating storytelling into marketing. My, the past career in which I no longer do is uh, I was a public health. I did a lot of outreach and communication type stuff. So like we used storytelling as a communication tool um, for for other kind of reasons. But I'm just curious, like, can you share with our audience, like, what what would be some tips or anything to how to use like storytelling and this kind of approach in like their own marketing and our audience is you know going to be creatives artists maybe fashion yeah. people so like any well one I love tips? that you read my, my <laughs> web bio thank you for that that's like a deep cut yeah that 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 sentence was her trying to get a job I love really that. Bad. that was like we do our research here also I love that. <laughs> um, Yeah, I think every individual has a point of view. And that's one thing I love about fashion. And I think is really powerful is it's just like a tool to kind of 
tell your story um, and share your perspective. But I think in storytelling specifically, having that point of view and figuring out how to communicate it um, to your audience. So really knowing who your audience is, if you're trying to sell something, who your end user is, um, is vital because it has to matter to them, right? Yeah. Like I think so often, especially for us creatives, like we care so deeply about it and it matters so much to us and all the little details and all the little nuances are like mm-hmm. so fun and we find such pleasure and joy in those things and as we should and it's very personal. Um, but I think when you're trying to tell a story, it's important to be concise and clear about what that story is and then it's really important to relate it to the listener. Yeah. So that they can walk away with some shared experience, right? So it's like, I'm telling my story, but it's important for you to understand, to want to be receptive to hearing it and then find some commonality or common ground or something that you can walk away with that hopefully is valuable and impacts your life as well. Totally. So I think that is the art of storytelling. It's not, it's not always easy. (laughs) it's not and it can be a little like vulnerable I mean I'm just thinking about like you know sharing the the stories like behind some of my paintings um it can be a little bit of an intimate thing to be like I made this (laughs) and here's the background behind it do you like it (laughs) you know (laughs) and I think that's why there's so much power in storytelling people can tell when it's really authentic and when it it requires vulnerability, which again is hard. It takes a lot of courage. And I think creatives understand that more than most. It's just, you have to put yourself out there and it's fucking scary. (laughs) (laughs) And it takes, but here we are. It it takes a long time. It takes a long time to figure out your story. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, have we figured out our story yet? I don't know. Are we still writing it? I think we're still, we're still, yeah, definitely. I, I like the segue into Top Stitch. So I, on the Top Stitch website, I read it says, Top Stitch production was born out of the desire to pay it forward. I love that. I would love if you guys can expand on that for our listeners and also first fully share what top stitch is you do top stitch and then i'll do it the pay forward part okay yeah definitely so um kind of combining both of our passions and both of our backgrounds we looked around and just recognized there isn't a huge fashion scene or there's a lot of people in sacramento that are very interested in fashion they're very talented whether it's you know designer stylist etc but there didn't seem to be a hub um or really much of like a fashion scene or industry really at all. Um, and so Top Stitch is really our brainchild of, you know, there's like kind of three components to the business. So we focus on education, incubation and production. Um, and they're all kind of meant to create an ecosystem of and self-sustain and the kind of the cyclical oh, sorry, component. <laughs> um, and so we offer at Top Stitch Education, we offer community workshops. You can come and just learn how to sew, have a good time. Um, we also do like after school programs, summer camps. So we're trying to expose youth to fashion entrepreneurship um, to kind of our point is exposure is so key, especially at an early mm-hmm. age. Like you don't know what you don't know and you don't know what's out there. And if you've yep. never seen an example of someone do it, then you don't know if it's possible. Right. Um, and so in Top Stitch Education, that's really our goal is just to kind of provide a lot of education around the needle trade, around fashion, entrepreneurship, et cetera. Um, and then in incubation and production, that's more for businesses and more for 
emerging designers and people that may have an idea but don't really know how to bring it to life. And then we really leverage all of Sam's, you know, experience and um, just genius, I guess. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> um, she never said that to just me. I know. <laughs> um, but really leverage, like, all of his experience yeah. and wisdom and time and, you know, mastering 10,000 hours, et cetera, so that we can help other brands create their own lines and put it into production and yeah. We have low minimums, so if you, you know, you want to test the market and see what works, you don't have to buy a thousand units of something. You can be like, I love this oh, piece cool. and I can make mm -hmm. 20 of them, make it really limited, exclusive, like, you know, see what works, um, kind of test, test it. So that's what we do at Top Stitch. Cool. Kind of all of the above. I love it. I, I'm so excited. And it, when did it open? So we launched publicly at the end of April. So we've been okay. open for a little over two months. Cool two months well, well i'll ask you guys how it's going but i want to hear about the the pay it forward who who are you paying it forward for i mean so one of the struggles that i had growing up in sacramento as a fashion like a uh, fashion um aspiring fashion. designer or whatnot is um is i didn't have any mentors mm. so if we were literally talking about mentors on the way over here mm -hmm. but like in, in terms of opportunity for fashion designers or fashion Obviously, there's retail galore, right? But, like, is yeah. there anywhere for a young designer to come and, like, sharpen his teeth? Like, or their teeth? No. Yeah. Like, no. There's a couple brands, but they're they're not really design-focused either. They're more like, let's come up with some concepts and then produce in China or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so to be able to even get a mentorship was impossible. I couldn't find one. Um, an internship for school was also impossible. Um, and then, and then to be able to go to someone and say like, Hey, how is this done? Or how do you do this? Like it, it was, yeah. it was, it was non-existent either. So, and then, and then just finding a job. So I had to, I had to go to the Bay. I had to learn, I had to work mm. for a couple of different brands mm -hmm. out there, which is where her and I met. So yeah, it's not the worst thing, but, <laughs> but like, like I love Sacramento. I love my family. You're I, born and raised, right? Uh, I'm raised, but okay. I was born, um, I was born in Colorado, and then I came here when I was like four years old. Um, pretty so, much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I was only in Colorado for like four months, and then we were in Eureka for four years, and then I came okay. here. Yeah. But um, uh, so like just being able to say, okay, now there finally is someone here yeah. who can mentor, yeah. who can like give you any almost any piece of advice that you might need, and if I can't. I can give you the phone number or email of someone who can. Right. Like now I have truly built a a, 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 a Rolodex and 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 a dictionary and mm -hmm. and like a thesaurus. I've built it all to be able to <laughs> say like, hey, like, dude, I have 18 years under my belt. Like, yeah. what do you need? Like, yeah, I can't give you like hella time, mm -hmm. but like I can mentor you through this and I can help a lot. So now I feel like we're in this position where like we can mentor a city like we can say hey mm. any fashion person like if you're if you're past the point where you don't want to take our basics like sewing workshops right. or even like you've built a you've done everything that we're offering like yeah. but there's still something here for you that you right. can like like yes we're a business we need to make money off of a lot of what we do but we're sure. also out here willing to to give a lot of game away for free you know yeah. so so paying it forward is just being like okay I understand there's there was zero opportunity, but now if I want 
all the skilled and talented artists in Sacramento, fashion artists in Sacramento to stick here, yeah. then I have to I have to be a, at least a partial opportunity. Mm-hmm. So Top Stitch is, is a place where, A, yes, you can come to learn, but B, you can also come in and incubation is all about prototyping and sample sewing and, and pattern drafting and sourcing and all that stuff. So like, yes, you might not use our incubation uh, service time after time, but right. you once you use it once, you'll grasp this concept, right. and then you do it maybe twice. You grasp all of it, and then like, like again, we're a business, so we're looking for like, like continuous or coming uh, customers to come back. But we're also trying to give people the tools yeah. to go and do the incubation by themselves, right? And then come to us for production, like cool, yeah. like you know, you don't have to be rich to get uh 12 pieces of something right. you have to you have to be willing to invest because yeah it's not cheap but like right. but it's more accessible than going to let's just say the easiest spot would be going to san francisco yeah. cruising down the alleyways yeah hoping that you come across a production house and then and then hoping that you can communicate with them hoping that they don't slam the door in your face hoping that you can pay for the minimum which is over there is gonna be probably more like 48 and then understanding that mm. they don't do any of the prep for you. You right. have to bring your samples. You have to bring your patterns. You have to already have fabric. You already have to have the markers, the grading. You already have to have all that done. So we're are like we're like a one stop. That's so, so cool. Yeah, and and trying I to offer that. that, you know, and like yeah. Again, we're a business, so it's hard to say, oh, we'll we'll do this. Like, don't worry about it. We got you. But like, right. like there are some instances where it's like, dude, that is. 10 minutes of our time i'm not going to charge you for that so here's this info go and like make us proud right right right. so i feel like sacramento a long time ago told me go and make us proud Mm. so now i'm i'm trying to make i'm trying to fulfill that my end of the promise yeah yeah i i think sacramento is pretty proud of you right now um two months you've been open what what has the response been like what? What has the response been so far? Well, we're on a uh, talk arty to me. I know <laughs> so that's pretty huge. <laughs> no, for real. Um, the trajectory it. only goes up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, honestly, the response has been overwhelming, like overwhelmingly positive and Good. supportive. <laughs> I was holding um, my breath. <laughs> <laughs> specifically positive. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we were fortunate fortunate enough to already be surrounded by a really amazing community and mm-hmm. the creative and artistic community here in Sacramento is, if you know, you know, it's just yeah. like the best. You guys are the it's best. It's palpable. Um, yes, you are. <laughs> and everyone has shown up for us and supported us. And there's been this like momentum that is really hard to describe. And mm. I think as anyone that starts a business knows, it's really scary yeah because you just uh-huh. you're on like a roller coaster you don't know um you're like blindfolded yeah. on a roller coaster <laughs> and you're like yeah this is gonna work out and you know you plan as much <laughs> as you can but you know um and so there's just been so much momentum and it's like for me as the planner as mm-hmm. you know someone that's type a shall we say um it was really hard for me to trust but it like just like trust in the process and let go and just trust right. that everything would work out but there's been yeah. so much momentum and so much support and people have shown up and um we keep getting calls for like collaboration and partnerships and cool um yeah it's been dope we've held up until this point i think we've done 
like six or eight workshop, like community workshops. Cool. And they've been really full and everyone's showing up, having a good time, like collaborating, um, working together. So it's just like a really it. fun space to be in with other people and create with. Um, yeah. And we've also, we launched our summer camp in partner with, uh, with Soul Collective. Yes, I want to hear more about oh that. Oh my gosh, it's been incredible. So who's who's like um, benefiting from that? Like, is it youth? Yes. Adults? Tell us more. A we want to know. Tiny little mix of mixture both. Mixture of both. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, but mainly youth. Yeah. Yeah, mainly. It's for like BIPOC youth, um, but we do have some parent like youth combos, which is really fun. So like Cute. like moms and daughters have signed up together, oh, which is so incredibly special to like great. see them go through this experience together. But um, for that longer program, the goal is really to cultivate fashion entrepreneurship and just kind of expose them to this is how you build a collection, this is how you market it. This is how you get it into the world. This is how you photograph it, et cetera. Is that like, what's the duration it's, of it? 10 weeks every Sunday. So it runs cool. from mid-June to the end of August. And how big is the cohort? It's what, it's 12 15, to 15? Yeah, yeah. 15 students. Yeah, with mentors because they've also so provided cool. a few mentors. I, I, honestly, it's, I feel like it's something so unique. And yeah. like, like we're with the, the ones with our workshops on the weekends, a little different. Those are fun. We call, we're like jumping in the whole like edutainment thing, like a little bit of education, a little bit of entertainment, right? <laughs> it took me a minute. Yeah. I was like, what? But, but with these, guess. with this, uh, with our programs that we're, we're, we're actually pitching it to a couple of different people right now. Cool. And, we, and we're hoping that we can like, like get these contracts signed. But, um, with this, we're not trying to teach a hobby, right? Like we are trying yes. to teach a, a, a entrepreneurial spirit through fashion. Mm -hmm. And like we said earlier, like fashion has so many directions. You can be a buyer, you can be mm -hmm. a merchandiser, you can be a direct creative director, photographer, videographer. Uh, you can just be a dresser. You can be a tailor. You can, you know, it goes yeah. on and on and on. Like there are at least a hundred jobs within the fashion industry. And then half of them have assistants right yeah. so then you right. you know yeah. like, so like we're trying to teach you so the first a little breakdown of this particular program the first five weeks is heavily focused on sewing so we do the basics we do a project we do um we do we talk about finishing we talk about um the last one was a collaboration or the, the class the workshop was called the collab and we teamed up people who probably would have never teamed up with the right so we oh, chose them cool. we chose yeah. their partners for them yeah cool. and then we said okay look at your guys's mood boards because we're also building mood boards throughout the whole for for the most part throughout Very the whole cool. thing yeah and then they collaborated they sketched out the designs they presented it <gasps> to the class that. in the end and like that was in my opinion the best class so far the best That's so far so cool. it was crazy right and it's been yeah. seriously so special to see how these kids show up like they are so fully immersed yeah. and engaged and it's like cool. it could make me cry because it's do it Nobody's crying <laughs> yet. I'm that's where the big. That's where the ratings are. When <laughs> people cry, I'm gonna cry at like She's the celebration. Oh. Guys, no. <laughs> Give her a napkin. And then, and then, so moving forward after uh, today, uh, there's one more class of sewing, and then so we're focused on finishing okay. because yeah. a lot of people don't understand that like fat the clothes have to be just as nice on the inside as the outside, right? That's a sellable garment. If it's mm -hmm. not, then it's unfinished. So we're gonna teach. We're gonna focus on that, and then. And then we go into the other aspects of fashion. So then we talk about embellishing, 
So uh, applique, mm-hmm. cutouts, beadwork, uh, embroidery, oh, all that, that kind of stuff gets me all kinds right? of excited. <laughs> and then, and then, and then the week after that is screen printing. So we're gonna talk about oh, cool. the history, nice. the process, yeah. like because that's a huge part of fashion. Like, yeah. like every every uh, tier, high fashion, streetwear, yeah. uh, Target, fast fashion, all of it has screen printing, and it's just an easy way. It's an entry level kind of way into fashion. As, and then, as we learned in your origin right, story, <laughs> proof in the pudding. So, and then, um, and then, uh, marketing week eight is marketing where we're going to bring in specialists. A lot of these have specialists coming in, like, uh, mm-hmm. like a specialist of what we're talking about. Marketing is going to be really fun. We have Sean Khan from Yellow Brick coming in and talking cool. about all that okay. kind of yeah. like just the edgy shit, like the mm-hmm. stuff that, like. Is hella fun. Like mm-hmm. marketing can be and really brand fun. Brand storytelling, yeah. Like, yeah. I it's think really I, I think it's fun. It can yeah. be. It can yeah. be. Like, and then we week nine we're bringing in photographers. We're gonna actually have them shoot their products. So we're gonna do like a studio shoot and a lifestyle shoot. And so two photographers so coming cool. in, teach them how to promote their work. Yeah. So are they making the like to fit them? And they'll be wearing them? Yeah, or? so we're still working on all that. But this first this first cohort is only focusing on um, carry and, and a couple hat styles. Okay. Cool. So carryable products cool. and then and then a, like a bucket hat and a, a boonie hat. So cool. like, accessories. Nice. Yeah, more yeah, accessories because... Perfect. For, yeah. It, 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 for, for entry, for like beginners, people, yeah. like for that fit is, like I was saying earlier, is very mm-hmm. difficult. Very mm-hmm. difficult. And believe me, I've made a lot of stuff for myself that did not fit... But that's the agony of fashion. Like you, yeah. you deal with it, right? And there's like more longevity in like a bucket hat that they can like, they can wear that for a very long time, and I right. feel like I made this. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You okay. Know, like, so it doesn't even matter what you make. Everyone is just so proud to yeah. say like I made this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but talking about the wearable garments, uh, the tenth week is our launch day. So that's when we actually sit down on the computer with the photographs yeah. and the info that we have gathered throughout the whole. Uh, session right or series and then we're actually going to put them online for sale right so it's a lot harder to sell oh, a shirt so cool yeah yeah than it is a bucket hat because right. all of us everyone in this room we're mm-hmm. all wearing a different size shirt right but we could also even say oh we're all large yeah. but we're all different like whatever right i don't know so like totally. like wearable garments is harder to sell so i really right. wanted people to be able to like have a bigger opportunity of selling their work because Putting something out there and saying, look at how cool this is, is one thing. Yeah. But putting something out there and saying, look at how cool this product that I made is and now it's for sale. Money, right. Good money, too. Mm-hmm. Right. So so on that day, we're going to launch all of their products. We're going to put it on social media. And then we're also going to put it on our website. All proceeds go to them. And then oh, like so maybe not cool. everything is going to sell. But the right. people who sell the stuff is going to have just a huge like confidence boost and then so and then maybe in 10 years they're huge if you guys market it right and people know it's the kids that made it and the kids like everything will sell right right that's kind of where my mind (laughs) is going as well for sure for sure sure. um make sure there's like a bright fuchsia bucket hat for me to (laughs) just lean push one of the children that way (laughs) or or a fanny Uh, pack whatever no for Uh, real i'll let them know Highlighter pink. We'll do what we can. Yeah. <laughs> well, so something um, we're, we're going to start wrapping it up here, guys. But something that I really hope this podcast 
can do is serve as a resource for other creatives who are listening. Um, but I also want it to be a bigger community and support system for also the guests you two on the show. So I'm curious, you know, you gave, you dropped a lot of knowledge, you gave a lot of advice, but I'm wondering like, what could we do to support you all to support top stitch? Like what other, I'm going to challenge you a little bit, maybe like other than just like attend a workshop, like what could we really do that would, would be a help or what is some challenge you're facing that maybe someone out in the ether is like, I have the solution. Well, (laughs) on on a, on a very basic (laughs) level, (laughs) It's really hot in our studio. It's a really oh, hot. It was okay. a smog shop like yeah. five years ago, right? right? So an AC unit, if anyone could oh, just yeah. roll an AC unit into our garage, that would uh-huh. be sick. Um, but really, it's about word of mouth. Like in, in my experience, like social media is cool and all, mm-hmm. but word of mouth will always be the strongest like form of marketing. In right. my opinion. Yeah. So I just said it like a fact. But in my opinion, <laughs> I feel like word of mouth goes so far. So, like, if you know anyone who is a young aspiring fashion designer, send, yeah. up, send them our way. Maybe mm-hmm. we create a scholarship. If you know anyone within education or educational programming, send their name our way. Cool. Because we'll yeah. reach out and see if we can, like, spread these programs around. Mm-hmm. If you know... Anyone who wants kind of any of our services to like send them to our website. Yeah. I would say the three top ways to support Top Stitch. One in the education space. I love a list. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Aside from attending workshops, which every second and fourth Saturday of the month come through. um, But yeah, um, if you know of any nonprofits or any um, school districts or after school program coordinators or anyone like that that we're seeing such a demand and so many people are so interested in the 10 week program. Yeah. Unfortunately the cohort's full. So we're looking for funders to be able to continue to do this work like every, you know, right. once a quarter yeah. or a couple times over the summer or whatever that looks like. So, um, in the education space, that's a huge way you can support. Just put us in touch with, you know, people that are looking for programming. Cool. Um, in the production space, if you're a small business looking to produce, we highly encourage you to produce locally. Come through, um, check out our website. We would love to work with you. And then in the incubation space, if you are an emerging designer or just kind of someone that has an idea and you've thought about something, we've had a couple of small businesses approach us and we're going to do some custom like collections for them, which is really fun. Cool. So, um, so yeah, so I, th- I think those are the kind of the three ways like small businesses can support, um, educational programmers can support the general community at large. If you want to come through, come to a workshop and you can come through and support in that way. So there's a lot of different touch points and avenues to, to get to us. Yeah. Nice. Follow us on Instagram, share all of the stories, share all the content. If you have a podcast, hit us up interview (laughs) if you happen to own a news station put us on your on your news station okay all right yeah Um, i'm really trying to get the word out yeah get the word out yeah Yeah. because i um like not to be like egotistical but like the product kind of sells itself right like it it is truly like it's in demand like yeah like our our product there's no ego service. in that at all. Right, right. right? It, it sells itself. So the yeah. more we get out there, the more people that know about what we're trying to do and mm-hmm. about how big our hearts are. And that it's, yeah. yes, we are a business, but we are very <laughs> much trying to like do good for our community. And, yeah. and, and that's like not 
yeah, that's like the greater Sacramento area or what? It's not even, it's not regional. It's just our community. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Wherever far we can reach, like, that'd be tight. Cool. That'd be tight. Like a, like a cultural exchange with Oaxaca. Like I if know. you know someone in Oaxaca <gasps> yeah, for real. and you want to send 10 people Vegas. up, we'll house them and then we'll send 10 people down you house them and then we just... I want to go. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> taking God, donations please, for Please, make it happen. Please. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, guys. I have a little fun thing that I'm going to try to do at the end of every episode. You have a little bit, I'm pointing to Mal. She has a little bit of an advantage here because she gets to hear them first. We're going to do a little rapid fire. Oh, okay. Okay, are you little, ready? Yeah, let's do it. Wait, wait. It, what do you mean? They're silly. Oh, like just she's quick, gonna do quick it? response. No, I'm going to ask questions oh. and you're just going to quick response. Okay. First thing, they're, they're, they're easy. Okay. okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Sweeter, savory snacks? Mixed. Morning person or night person? Uh, late morning. Okay, very specific. <laughs> if you were an animal, what kind would you be? I would be a mammal. <laughs> you are a mammal. <laughs> you are a, water, a water mammal. <laughs> I would probably be a sloth. Okay. Very precise. Very okay. precise. Okay. <laughs> would you rather travel to the past or the future? Past. Okay. Because you, like you, you like can the see the future stuff. by your past. But but that's what I was thinking too. I'm like I'm talking all this shit about vintage. I better go backwards. Last one. If you could collaborate with any artist or celebrity on a fashion project, who would it be and why? It would. It wouldn't be fashion. It would be. Um. It would be like a sculpturist. It would be like. Um, Ooh. Yeah. It wouldn't be. We just did the collab class the other day, and, and we talked about who would your brand be that you would. And I put Harley Davidson. I would love to like okay. make like bags, like uh, saddle bags, cool. and then like a whole collection focused around like these crazy saddle bags for like a Harley Davidson or something like that. Cool. I've never really ridden a motorcycle, but that's not my lifestyle. But the brand is a yeah. like everyone knows Harley. Kind of epic, right? So like yeah, so Harley Davidson making some saddle bags that'd be sick. Cool. All right. Are you ready? Like yeah. Oh, Coffee now, or tea? now I get it. Yeah yeah. Okay, she okay, has okay, an advantage because she could have been coughing hands on. down same uh sweet or savory savory morning person night person depends on, don't depends on the context but morning yes <laughs> she's a nightmare she's a nightmare at night i'm, night, I'm, night, I'm night sleepy uh oh uh if you were an animal what kind would you be Ooh, snake Ooh. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to dissect that later. Uh, <laughs> yes, would you, would you rather travel to the past or the future? Oh, that's tough. I think the future. Ooh. If you could collaborate with any fashion designer or brand on a marketing campaign, who would it be and why? Lego, a thousand percent. Lego. I'm obsessed with Lego. Yeah. Oh, that I like, was not I play expecting. with them. Oh, I love <laughs> that. A Lego adult over here. Yeah, if you want to buy her gifts, <laughs> buy her a Lego, Lego set. A Lego for set. Sure. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Thank you both so much for being on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Yumi. It's been delightful. Oh, thank you. This podcast is brought to you by We Are Sacramento.